0: The news is live on joy 99.7 in Accra, Love 99.5 in kumasi affiliates across ghana's 16 regions including jubilee radio keta san city radio keta saboba fm saboba and a1 radio Bolgatanga. we are live on twitter spaces facebook live stream and my joy online interactive app the midday news is sponsored by duraplast ghana limited producers of quality pvc and hdpe pipes and water tank where duraplast goes water flows also brought to you by petrosol your clean fuel in full quantity petrosol always a delightful experience coming up government seeks technical support from imf to develop new conduct of public officers law in a bid to address weaknesses in existing asset declaration regime the speaker of parliament is however questioning political will
1: when they go through it, the code is creating an environment different from the environment we are operating from. They see that if they follow what we put in the code, their constituents will chase them out of the constituency. Because it talks about doing what is right, what is just, what is moral.
0: Also, as the IMF cautions, the Bank of Ghana over 60 billion uh, loss. The director of finance at the bank is justifying the construction of a new headquarters at a cost of 250 million dollars
2: a structural integrity assessment and we revealed that it was no longer fit for purpose and could not stand media extremists uh, that building has been in residence since uh, independence
0: also debate over the choice between economic interest and cultural values continue as u.s ambassador to to Ghana, Virginia Palmer cautions passing the anti-LGBTQ bill will affect foreign business interest in Ghana.
3: If there is discrimination or worse, um, then that will send a signal to not just LBGT investors um, and exporters, but the other American companies. We'll hear from some proponents of the bill shortly.
0: Also, minority NDC rise against ECOWA's decision to invade Niger with full military force insisting the decision to commit Ghana should be subjected to parliamentary
4: scrutiny. Direct the committee of the chief of defense staff to activate the ECOWAS standby force with all its elements immediately. Order the deployment of the ECOWAS standby force to restore constitutional order.
0: Meanwhile, Ranking Member on the Interior and Defense Committee, James Agalga, says ECOWAS's military decision breaches UN Security Conventions.
5: The, the, the very decision of ECOWAS to use military force to dislodge the military junta in Niger uh, was illegal. And in sports… GFA President Ketu Kureku calls for unity among the football fraternity as he files his nominations for the GFA elections.
0: Also- NPP cautions regional elections committees against favoritism, tasking it to ensure level playing grounds for all aspirants in parliamentary primaries as it closes nominations in 137 orphan constituencies.
5: Every officer who is acting in the capacity of the new patriotic party to be very mindful of this internal contest. We should all remember that everybody matters in this election.
0: We've got reports wrapping up the close of nominations from some constituencies. This is your election headquarters and thanks for choosing us. Details of these and more right here on Joy News. Independent, fearless and credible. I'm Bernice It's a pleasure to have you here. The details now. Government is seeking technical support from the IMF to develop a new conduct of public officers law in a bid to address weaknesses in the existing asset declaration regime. A statement on Ghana on the IMF's website says the move is also geared towards addressing corruption. The need for a more robust law to regulate the conduct of public officers was first conceived 14 years ago, but its implementation has stalled, listen to the Speaker of Parliament who chaired the committee that drafted the law.
1: As a member of Parliament then, to initiate action, I was then the majority leader in 2009, to insist that Ghana's Parliament should follow the good example of Great Britain by coming out with a code of conduct for members and staff of Parliament. A committee was established, shared by my good self, we produced a code of conduct and this was approved and adopted by the House. A second committee was set out to flesh out the details of the code into a manual together with the rules of ethics. Nothing came out of that committee. The code remains a paper tiger in Parliament as of today. The orientation we always draw the attention of members to that code. But when they go through it, the code is creating an environment different from the environment we are operating from. They see that if they follow what we put in the code, There are constituents who chase them out of the constituency because it talks about doing what is right, what is just, what is moral. That is what it talks about, but that is not what the society is looking for. I hope not, and that will change.
0: Speaker of Parliament, Alban Gwabinde, my colleague Elton Brobe joins me in studio for more on this, especially on what the IMF has been saying. What do we know, Elton?
6: So, Ben, there's a queue in this section on the IMF website where issues relating to Ghana, they have provided some response. Now, on the matter of the conduct of public officers, the statement on the IMF website says that the Ghanaian authorities are committed to improve governance and transparency under the fund supported program for example the authorities have requested the imf technical assistance to conduct a governance corruption diagnosis assessment which will be used as input into the ongoing effort to update the national anti-corruption action plan they also will address weaknesses in the existing asset declaration system for public officials by enacting a new conduct of Public Officers Act. Furthermore, the Ghana Revenue Authority with support from the IMF technical assistance is also developing a plan with the aim to improve the professional standard of tax administration in the country.
0: Well, and uh, Elton, there's also an issue about the code of conduct bill because Occupy Ghana has written to President Ekufoado's uh, cabinet secretary demanding a status. What do we know about that as well?
6: So they make reference to a letter dated 16 June 2023 on the above- titled that right to information request on the status of the draft conduct of public officers bill 2022. In the letter, they 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 reference the secretary to cabinet indicated that our previous letter to you dated 30th may 2023 and its attachment detailing the various useful provisions the draft bill will be brought to the attention of cabinet and they have two questions they are asking when does cabinet intend to conclude deliberation and then approve the draft bill when is the attorney general planning to submit the draft bill to parliament now the Occupy ghana said given these compelling reasons and the agency of the matter We respectfully request cabinet prompt attention and action on the draft bill
0: thanks out in we have a response from the ag's office deputy attorney general godfred Bois uh, is optimistic the code of conduct bill will be passed before the expiration of the eighth parliament
5: Yes, the corner of public office bill has been discussed. It's is a bill that has been yeah, working for quite a long time, and we are still committed to having it passed. It is considered that are taking a long path for us to get passed Parliament, maybe within the term, for it to be passed. But we give the assurance that this government, and from what we have done and what I know, speaking as the deputy attorney general, that bill will definitely get passed. I can assure you that it is in the interest of Ghanaians. It is in the interest of the fight against corruption. It is in the interest of accountability to have that deal passed.
0: That's Deputy Attorney General Godfrey Tuyayaboa. We stay a little longer with the IMF and issues relating to the economy because the fund has cautioned the Bank of Ghana, BOG, highlighting the importance of upholding its policy mandates despite the financial setback experienced in the fiscal year ending 2022, resulting in a $60 billion CD loss. The minority NDC has taken on the BOG, accusing it of reckless spending. One of the criticisms is that the bank's $250 million dollar new head office building is not necessary but the central bank's director of finance Charles Elias Randolph is justifying it he spoke to our sister station asempa FM
2: in the years past we noticed some cracks uh, at certain parts of the building and uh, the bank um, um, did a structural integrity assessment see, and we revealed that um, seven. it was no longer fit for purpose and could not stand major extremists. Uh, that building has been in existence since uh, independence. And that is, that's why management saw the need that. Once we realize that our building may be an asset and will put uh, the light of people in danger, uh, once something drastic happens, uh, then they put uh, measures in place to ensure that we put up a new building. It was all started last year anyway.
4: When, when was it started?
2: I think it was started uh about two years ago in 2021 but it has been on a drawing board for a long time
4: 2020 or 2021
2: i think the construction started in 2021 in
4: 2021 yeah uh how much is the bank of ghana committing to that project
2: uh i do have the figure of
4: answer. the figure for your headquarters
2: I don't have a figure off my head. Say. That's what I'm saying.
4: Two hundred and fifty million dollars. Are you committing two hundred and fifty million dollars to that project? Uh, but I don't
2: have the full complement of
4: the figures, Mr. moment. Mr. Randolph, you are the director of finance of the Bank of Ghana. Yes. This is this is a major project that that will shake the 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 the, the balance book of every every organization. Uh, you should have that figure off head. This.
2: Project has been on a drawing board for more than four or five years. Once you, you have been told that where you are sitting has structural problems and my, we don't know what may happen in future, you take steps uh, to ensure that uh, you save lives and property respectfully. Well,
0: Mr. Randolph has also been denying that the bank paid its board members $8,000 monthly
2: no uh, we don't pay that much with directors i think that that information that is going on is not the truth uh uh, if you look at the director's expenses Mm -hmm. it includes um committee meetings uh board retreats uh training secretarial expenses and and things like that we don't pay directors that amount of fees that is being bundled around
4: yeah but that that was that was around eight million eight million ghana cities
2: yes so maybe we, uh, later we can talk about the details of this, but we don't pay board members that kind of money.
4: Yeah, but but the point is, how do you justify that amount in the in the report, eight million, when clearly the economy was in crisis? Couldn't they have sacrificed a bit?
2: Their components are committee meeting expenses, board retreats, uh, board trading, logistics to run the secretariat, uh, asked to.
0: You heard the director of finance at the Bank of Ghana, Charles Elias Randolph, speaking to a Sabunsu on sister station Asempa FM's Ecosi. Saying this is the midday news on Joy 99.7 FM. The executive director of the EPA, Dr. Henry Kwabnakukufu, has ordered the immediate closure of the non-ferrous metal company limited at Shy Hills in the Shai district here in the greater Accra region, and this is over poor environmental compliance, an ongoing tour of the facility which forms part of the EPA's measures to ensure industries in the country adhere to environmental regulations, revealed, among other things, hazardous working conditions of workers.
7: We are not here to mar anybody's business, but we cannot allow production of this magnitude to go on. Pollution, polluting the air, acid all over the place. You, the workers, the staff are being subjected to and then exposed to hazards. We don't want it to happen to you. You are so precious to the country Ghana. You are sons of Ghana. You deserve to work in a very congenial environment just as any other person. Do you agree with me? Yes. Yes. We we are afraid that you might have been exposed to substances like lead. So we're going to bring in the public health to test each one of you. At the expense of the company, we will temporarily close down the factory and summon the owners to the head office. To come and explain why they are working under these conditions.
0: And That's executive director of the EPA, Dr. Henry Kwabnakuku, speaking to some workers of uh, the Non Ferrous Metal Company Limited uh, after a tour by the EPA. My colleague Carlos Caloni is there for us. Hello, Carlos. Uh, have you been speaking to some of these workers? What um, have their reactions
5: been? All right, so, uh, Venice, yes, I have, and they seem to be okay with the arrangement. But the non-ferrous metal is actually a company that is located on the main Akosombo Highway in the Shai Usu-Doku District. And they're actually into recycling or scrap or use batteries. And the workers, like you mentioned, are about 40 in this particular uh, industry. And the EPA, as part of its monitoring this morning, uncovered that the company is not adhering to environmental regulations and has therefore ordered its closure. So I have with me here the Executive Director of EPA, Dr. Kobena Kokoko, to tell us more. Sir, so can you confirm the closure? And beyond today's closure, what's next? Yes, uh, there have been a temporary uh, closure. Uh, we've ordered for that. Um,
2: we've asked them to report to the head office on Monday. And then we have uh, offices on the ground. The Tema uh, Regional Office and then the Ghana uh, um, Cleaner Production Unit. Yeah, or center, uh, they will come in and then make the nursery assessment.
0: So that's Carlos Kaloni speaking to the Executive Director of the EPA. This is the Midday News with me, Bernice Abu To some other stories now, a recent caution from the United States Ambassador to Ghana, Virginia Palmer, over the passage of the proper human sexual rights and Ghanaian family values bills, has renewed a debate over the choice between economic interest and cultural values. The World Bank has halted lending to Uganda over the passage of a similar bill, saying the law fundamental Contradicts the bank's values. Speaking to the media at the U.S. Ghana Business Expo on Thursday, U.S. Ambassador to Ghana, Virginia Palmer, said passing Ghana's anti LGBTQ bill could affect foreign direct investment into the country.
3: Ghana is a very welcoming, tolerant society. Lots of inter-religious harmony, a lot of interethnic harmony, and that makes Ghana strong and stable and attractive for investment. I hope it stays that way with regard to the LGBT community. And again, there's money to be made. You know, the color of your money is green or red if it's Ghanaian. Um, but if there is discrimination or worse... Um, then that will send a signal to not just LBGT investors, um, and exporters, but the other American companies that Ghana is less welcoming than I'm telling people that it is now. So I hope it will stay welcoming. Appetite for that. I want to send a signal that Ghana is open for business and that Ghana's economic recovery has begun.
0: Now that's US Ambassador to Ghana, Virginia Palmer there speaking at the US Ghana Business Expo. Let's now speak to one of the sponsors of that bill in Parliament, MP for Ningo Pram Pram Sam George. Good good afternoon and thank you for joining me. Now you've heard the US ambassador and we've seen the action taken by the World Bank. Are these not signals for you to tread cautiously? Well, good afternoon to you and your listeners. Yes, I've had the US
8: Ambassador and I think that um her fears are uh, unfounded. Um, she makes the point in the voice that you played that Ghana is religiously tolerant, and that's part of the reasons why we're very strong as an investment destination. However, the same Ghana frowns on religious extremism, which they, the U.S. likes. And so, even though there are people who may have investment, We refuse the investment because of their religious extremist opinions and positioning. And that's fine. That makes Ghana still a very tolerant destination. So how then does she conclude that if Ghana decides to pass laws that strengthen its cultural values, it makes us... a a destination that's unfavorable. Um, The investors who attended the well-attended U.S. Ghana Business Summit are very aware that Ghana is about to pass this law and that Ghana will pass this law. Yet they came. Because for business people, they don't care about the fact that you want to protect your cultural values. They care about their profit margins and the bottom line. That's why you have American investors working in countries like Qatar and Bahrain and Saudi Arabia, where the same issue is punished by death. But they they think about their profit line, and that's what matters to them. So the U.S. ambassador should be rest assured Ghana will remain friendly, will remain welcoming. And many of these U.S. investors are from states like Florida and Kentucky, where they even have stricter laws than what Ghana is yet to pass. They already have such laws in place.
0: Mr. George, that's one side of the conversation.
8: you should rest easy on. All
0: oh, right, But the other is what we've seen the World Bank do with Uganda, for example. So, I mean, we've clearly seen an action taken against another African
8: country. Ghana is not Uganda, first and foremost. And, and let's just state here that, look, the World Bank is being extremely hypocritical and being dishonest. You see, and when you have international organizations become conduits for, for homosexual propaganda and activism. It tells you that we are in dire straits. And I think as a country we need to begin to think about our alliances properly. Because when you read a World Bank statement on Uganda, they claim that their values as an institution. What are the World Bank's values on this website? It says inclusivity and diversity. Are those not the very things they claim are their values? Now what does inclusivity mean? What does diversity mean? Inclusivity and diversity will mean that you appreciate and welcome and accommodate all shades of opinion. That's why you call yourself inclusive. That's why you call yourself diverse. I haven't called myself diverse. I haven't called myself inclusive. I am pro-heterosexual. You have said you are inclusive on your website. You have called yourself a diversity-driven institution. Now, I take a position, Uganda takes a position, Mm -hmm. pro one side. And then you say, you who claim to be inclusive and diverse, you are fighting Uganda. So, so in short, you're so saying The that other side. So in short, so you're so saying that if you're not being hypocritical and
0: dishonest, what, what are they? And you're saying that this will not in any way affect our desire to pass the bill, right? Right, that's uh, Sam George, he's MP for Ningo Pram Pram and one of the sponsors of the anti-LGBTQ bill in Parliament. This is the Midday News. Just gone by, government seeks technical support from IMF to develop new conduct of public officers' law to address weaknesses in the existing asset declaration regime. Still
5: to come... Every officer who is acting in the capacity of the New Patriotic Party to be very mindful of this internal contest. We should all remember that everybody matters in this election. NPP
0: cautions regional elections committee against favoritism, tax them to ensure level playing grounds for all aspirants. Details in a moment.
5: The full quantity.
4: Imagine say water wake up at dawn. In know both in no chop. Where you vanish for your area for two weeks, uh-huh. you not get one drop safe inside your tanku. hey Ajia, our life was in dangerous. Only our neighbor gets water with water tank. Water, water tank. tank? Yes, water tank. Mama mia. That water tank gets meter for checking water level. That water tank. Be fine past Kumasi Selenium. That water tank be tough like Ghana and that water tank. They carry water. Pepe pepe. so there's some no go left inside the supply tank. What a tank! That's my boss, Mr. Foncho go told. beautiful, durable, with water level
5: indicator and accurate volume of water. Water tank! What a tank! By Duraplast.
0: Thanks for staying on the Midday News here on Joe 99.7 FM, is now time for sports and Daniel Kranting has the latest. Hello.
5: Hi, Bernice. The GFA President Ketukureku has called for unity among the football fraternity as the association's elections draws near. Okureku, who is seeking a second term in office,
0: filed his nomination earlier today at the GFA headquarters ahead of next month's election. According to the former Dreams FC president, Togetherness is of paramount importance during this trying period in Ghana football.
4: The trusted leader is the one speaking to all of us. People believe in the leadership, that's the reason why they are here. They trust the leadership, that's why they are here. Most importantly, they trust in the vision of the leader. We are together. We are together in good times. We are together in bad times. Our game will go through bad times, but our game will go through a lot of good times. Our collective future is very bright. We have to be patient. We have to come together as a family, but that's the essence of being part of this association.
0: You had a GFA president, Ketu Kriku, speaking there. That's all for sports. Back to you, Ben. Thank you so much, Daniel. And the minority in in Parliament is calling uh, for a reconvening of the House over the decision by ECOWAS to activate a standby force that would deploy the military into Niger to, to restore constitutional order. The regional body took this decision and others after an extraordinary summit in Abuja yesterday. President Ikufado and 11 other West African leaders have ordered their military commanders to commence necessary actions to that effect. Before we hear from the minority, listen to Nigeria's president and ECOWAS chairperson Bola Ahmed Tinibu.
4: The outcome of this summit is a testament to the power of collaboration and unity. We have reaffirmed our commitment to the people of Niger and to the progress of our entire ECOWAS community. No option is taken off the table, including the use of force as a last resort.
0: Pre- That's Nigeria's president and ECOWAS chairperson, Bola Ahmed Tinibu. Meanwhile, uh, ranking member on the foreign, foreign Affairs Committee of Parliament, Samuel Okujetua Blackwa, says President Yekufwadu must subject the decision of ECOWAS to parliamentary scrutiny. On the other hand, the ranking member on the Interior and Defence Committee, James Agaga, says the decision by ECOWAS is illegal.
5: The only body which is mandated to authorize the use of force is the UN Security Council. Now, the fundamental question to ask is, did we have a Security Council resolution authorizing the use of force prior to ECOWAS coming out to threaten to use force? The answer is no. And so straight away, the, the, the very decision of ECOWAS to use military force to dislodge the military junta in Niger, was illegal?
0: That's James Agaga. He is ranking member on Parliament's Interior uh, Committee. He spoke on the AM show. Now let's do some politics and the governing New Patriotic Party is cautioning its officers involved in the internal parliamentary primary processes against favoritism is therefore taxed them to ensure a level playing ground for all aspirants who filed to contest in the 137 orphan constituencies. According to the party, failure to do so will create post-election divisions that have the potential of discharging wrapped in unity in the party. Let's take you to the Ododo constituency now where three-time contender Neilante Barnaman says the contest is a done deal for him. <laughs>
6: The former chairperson of the National Premix Committee contests for the third time against Manaf Sowa. Despite losing the seat to the NDC's Neil Ante Vanderpoort with over six thousand votes in the 2020 general elections, he believes he has enough experience for a better shot this time.
7: Having contested for three times, I have enough experience to know what to do and what not to do, and I can tell you it will be difficult for me to tell you what is up my sleeves. But I can assure you that we are very poised to win the seat. From the Odododio constituency,
0: let's go to the Upper East region now, where Chief Executive Officer for the National Food Buffer Stock Company, Hanan Abdul Wahab, believes he is the right person to end the uh, MPP's power drought in Pusiga.
5: The CEO of the National Food and Buffer Stock Company says in the upcoming NPP parliamentary primary, he wants the opportunity to lead the MPP in Pusiga so he can eventually win the parliamentary seat and bring more development to the area
7: people are now seeing the difference previous leaders haven't been sincere to the people that there's an opportunity out there that there's a different one out there that you can go
5: after filing his paperwork alhaji Aludiba was confident he was eventually going to get the mandate to lead the mpp in the pusiga constituency to the 2024 parliamentary election
0: and in the Upper West region, correspondent Rafiq Salam reports the three cousins are battling it out in WA Central. Accompanied by hundreds of his supporters,
1: including former WA Central chairman of the MPP, Ali Musampu Kamara, who was welcomed into the party's office by members of the election committee, led by Abbas Mumin Siddiqui. Abbas Mumin okayed the documents after he perused through them. The war mayor in his interaction with the media, he described himself as dependable, honest,
4: and an old horse who doesn't fear race. Being uh, uh, well, an old horse who doesn't fear race, uh, we have been in it two times as a parliamentary candidate and third time as a uh, parliamentary aspirant. Rafiq Salam reporting from
0: Moa. We can now listen to Deputy General Secretary of the NPP, Haruna Mohammed, cautioning regional elections committees against favoritism.
5: Every election goes with its rules and regulations. And I invite every member of this party, every officer who is acting in the capacity of the new patriotic party to be very mindful of this internal contest. We should all remember that everybody matters in this election
0: that uh, Deputy General Secretary of the NPP Haruna Mohammed, away from politics and before we go becoming mr. and missus it's the latest product under the joy family forum tomorrow more than a hundred singles will convert at the best Western Plus Hotel in Nungwa for the maiden edition joining us on the line now is programs manager of joy FM edem Edna hello Adam what's this program about and what should we expect hi
8: Bernice well like you rightly said this is a program for singles everybody who is planning to get married or you have intentions of getting married this is a program